Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about craft beer and video games. I'm Adele, and this week I'm joined by Lucy. Take two, I'm way more excited to be here with my friend Adele. <laughs> <laughs> ah, always a pleasure, Lucy, and Thanks. special guest, Adam. Hello. First time <laughs> on screen. I know. Instead of a... I can't remember what you used last time. Was it a bad picture or was it just my profile picture? Uh, picture it was of your a... vodka. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sent a picture yeah. of your vodka and I just slapped it on the screen as like an, a really cheap-ass overlay. Yeah. Um, well, now you have a, just a cheap-ass real face. That's, mm. that's what we have. There's nothing you... cheap about that face. Nothing at all. <laughs> uh, and we've got Garfield in the background as well. Mm. Yep, just judging us all silently, Um, (laughs) in its typical fashion. So, for those, if you have missed um, previous episodes with Adam, Adam is not a beer drinker. Um, Did you grab anything to drink this week? Uh, Not alcohol, I just have uh, Dr. Pepper. Solid. Another Dr. P? Yep. Nice. It's carbonated, so it's it's good enough for us, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Bubbles are the key. And we're secretly sponsored by SodaStream. See? <laughs> uh, Lucy, do you have mm. uh, beers this week? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'll kick it off then. Um, again, don't know what beers I have, so this is off the cuff. This is uh, called Tea Party from People Like Us Brewery. Uh, it's a cream ale with green tea. That sounds nice. Uh, 6.5%. Nice. Um, Does nice. sound nice. Like cubism. Cowboys. Oh, I think I've had that before. The you green tea have. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it came in a beer fifty-two box that I got recently, or something. Um, oh, I was gonna say I think I had it from a beer fifty-two box like months ago. Mm, possibly. But, Maybe they're getting rid of old stock and did yeah. pick up a fairly cheap box. Um, yeah, it doesn't really have much. Flavor text. Um, I'll try and read this. Oh, it's got oats, corn, jasmine, jasmine green like tea. It. Okay, yeah. You're getting more and sense. more surprised with each ingredient. Yeah, it says it was. Um, this, this beer is developed by Michaela. And Stefan Van Maren for people like us. So ah yes, yeah. So yeah, I think it was a couple boxes ago that I had a couple, uh, a couple of those McKellar people like us. There, it's like a autism um, campaign. Like some of us have autism, we make beers. Okay. I think I believe. Ooh, let me look that up before I fuck up the charity. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then well, uh, Ben has chimed out though. to say that he's having a Moretti. Fancy. That's I mean, why he's not allowed? on the podcast. He, yeah, he, he skips out in the podcast, but he's still allowed to drink. <laughs> no. Yes. He, he's bad. Um, 
Yeah, Shall he, you explain he, why he's not on the podcast rather than we, we evict him? No, before? we just didn't like him. That's why. Well, <laughs> Isn't that why? I didn't want to say that was why. it, but... I thought it was just like, so, we're, we're all tired of his shit. A deal we had. I decided I wanted on the podcast this week, <laughs> yes. so I went round and cut his Ethernet cable. <laughs> and he's somehow managed to get on, but probably just on his phone, so he can possibly stream. We had um, a whole script, um, a deal about how we've enjoyed his time on Tank Top. Oh, right, sorry. It was sorry, time for um, fresh blood and... Yeah, and, and you know, just <laughs> sort of about moving forward, not moving on. You're right, I totally yeah. forgot about that. Uh... All, all best wishes in your future endeavors, um, Ben. <laughs> uh, well, um, I have from uh, Wildcard Brewery. Mm. I've got the Why Me IPA. Wild. I, I I don't know if it's Why Me or not, but it's W A I M E A. So I'm yeah. choosing to pronounce it as Why Me. <laughs> Why Which I'm sure they would love. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else it would be. I mean, uh, it's Why brewed with. Man. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. Waimea, Nelson's <laughs> oven, and Citra Hops. Waimea mm. is better, though, right? <laughs> it's a 5.2% yes. uh, Waimea IPA. Thanks for the uh, the primer. I prefer. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, that's what I get. A little bit of an over explosion. Um, while I delicately up. pour this, um, mm. what do you think of your green tea? Uh, it doesn't smell of green tea. It smells a bit funkier. Like does like it smell of jasmine or <laughs> no funkier? More like um old school gym mats funkier. Oh, sweatier. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, yeah. It hasn't got a pleasant aroma. Hmm. Or maybe it's just not pleasant to me. I can't really place it. I, I'd probably attribute that to whatever green tea that it is they put in there, but. I don't know. Um, uh, jasmine's usually like a scent, like a Japanese sort of like. Yeah, jasmine's. I like the smell of jasmine, so it doesn't smell like that. Um, yeah, it poured. It's pretty hazy. Uh, yeah, pretty cloudy. Got a nice. Um, it's about a one finger white head to it. It's light, just darker than straw in hmm. color. Yeah, the the smell isn't doing anything for me, but let's see what it tastes like. It it definitely tastes better than it smells, which is good. It's very perfumey. Hmm. Definitely getting all that jasmine in the taste. And all that it's, jasmine. Yeah, I, I'm not a massive fan of like overly perfumey tastes in beers. Um... It, so this is it's not doing much for me in the taste but it's got a nice balance to it it's it's light in texture um it's not heavy bodied um what percentage was it, it was 6.5 wasn't it yeah it doesn't taste like 6.5 at all it tastes much lighter than that um cream ale yes there is a there is a bit of creaminess to it and you're getting that from the oats but it, it still maintains quite a light body uh, nevertheless, so yeah, it's got a nice balance there, um, just enough to like coat your mouth, but not not heavy enough where it's like, oh, this is six point five percent. It's dense. It's got that creaminess, the oatiness. Um, it's leaning more into stout territory. It's not like that at all. Um, it's it's got a nice like peppery like uh, finish to it. It's um, 
Yeah, it's it's got a nice zest at the end. Um, a bit of freshness just to light things up even more um, with the jasmine. So it's okay. It's it's probably not the a beer that I'd reach for again. Um, mm. As I said, I don't really like overly perfumey tastes. But that that sweatiness but, isn't there. Then it was just on the on the nose. Yeah, it was just on the nose, which is good. Um, maybe I wasn't picking up on the jasmine in. The, it's kind of weird how I didn't because it's like yes, you immediately get the jasmine um, on the front end of the taste and get a little yeah, as I say, a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of zestiness at the end um, on the finish, but. Seems yeah, it's enough. pleasant enough, but um, probably not my kind of beer that I'd reach for again. Fair. Um, meanwhile, mine, it pours... Um, so it's a little y- more yellow in, in my lighting, uh, but it's quite hazy. Um, and that head, you can see just how, how much of a head was poured in it. Um, it it's got this lovely, slightly floral but, and citrus nose. But not jasmine floral, just sort of like like I'm in the garden, mm-hmm. but not not around fresh cut grass, but like just sort of ambient floralness. Um, Very nice. And a little sweet, like yeah, it's a really nice delicate nose. Mm. Um, ooh, 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 good ooh or bad ooh. Oh, good ooh. I think it's um. <laughs> It's quite full in flavor, so I thought it was going to be, it was thicker, but it's actually kind of wet in the mouthfeel. It's just like so much happened that I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot of beer. It's like, oh, this is all in the taste, not in the texture. So I'm getting that that floralness and that slight sweetness, and then it sort of it curves out to um, just this lovely medium bitterness um, that is mixed, is mixed really well with the malts, which are barley wheat notes um <laughs> okay. uh yeah and so so yeah again again it's waimea nelson Sauvin, and citra hops and you can definitely taste the citra i'm not familiar with waimea um like the the yeah. notes of it but not me uh, um i'm super curious now well yeah like i said it's got this really sort of bright a little punchy like floral citrusness and then, and then it's like, okay, now it's going to be this like malty, slight bitter thing. And then it sort of evens out on that slight sweetness again, uh, and a little dry on the tongue, just enough to be like, that was really satisfying. But also, hey, mm, milk, I'm another sip. So I'm not what? sure. I'm not sure how long this will last. It does <laughs> sort of invite itself back with that yeah. like slight drying out in the mouth, but it's really well masked by all the rest. Uh, but it's also it's really refreshing, and I think what might be what might drag me back to it will be the um i just kind of how quick all of those moves of the taste are like it's not a not all the, the all those there's three or four different moments in the taste curve are pretty front loaded so hmm. it might be the case that i'm just like i want to try that again i want to experience that and then it's going to be like oh and now i'm out of beer well we'll see yes um cool. sounds like a good well-balanced beer yeah it's really excellent. Um, and I don't know what to time I... want to trade? Wait, hold on. Let's do some camera tricks. Ah, and then you reach. And then we had a can already prepared for this. Oh, wait. That's how camera tricks work. If not actually magic. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, that was terrible. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, when Ben's away, it all just falls apart. Um, thanks for putting up with the beer talk, uh, Adam. Um, you wanted to talk to us about a couple of things. Uh, Don't know. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned a couple of things in the preamble. Um, oh, yeah. What's, so what's the, gaming been like for you lately? Well, I've been playing my usual, which is mostly Rocket League. But one game that's... <laughs> well, so last time I was on, I talked about uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which I yes. finished. But we'll need to wait for Ben to come back so we can chat about that. Because I don't mm. think anyone else has played it, have you? Uh, only, only Ben has. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. But the other game that I've been playing quite a bit of this last few weeks has been Fall Guys, because it was the the PS Plus game for August. Yeah, that's right. So it was free. So, like, millions of other people, I think it was like 9 million or something like that, downloaded it Jesus. on PS Plus alone, <laughs> which is crazy. That's crazy it. numbers for such a wee game. Um, which I like the... Most people calling it Bumble Chums, which is... <laughs> 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 it summarises the game perfectly. Um... I still but, haven't remembered to turn my PS4 on to play it. <gasps> Did you download it? Because well, I added it on the on the website web page. Mm, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's in your library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's alright then. At least you've got it to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it is good fun. But I think more importantly, for what we're going to talk about was something that they've been doing on their their Twitch, uh, their Twitch, their Twitter, even. Which has been very well run by their community manager at mm. Fall Guys Game, you know, with really supporting the community and stuff like that. But they started an initiative called Battle of the Brands because obviously, with it being that kind of cutesy, cartoony art style, yeah, they've had loads of uh, fan art drawn, so they decided to turn it into a competition to raise money for the charity Special Effect. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're not familiar with, are about uh, making custom controllers and things like that to help uh, anyone with a disability or that get into gaming. So that they, they create things that are suited to specific people to, to make it more accessible. Um, and yeah, so the last few weeks that's been ticking away with you know diff- different companies bidding that you know mm. want their amount to get a the the reward is that they would get a skin in the you know, in the game, that a costume that you people will be able to use in game, and um, so the the bids have been ticking up, and then the winning bid was for one million dollars, <laughs> which is kind of mad. Yeah, which blew the second highest bid out of the water, which was in the five hundred thousand marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that was which is already an insane amount of money yeah. for. For what was going on, because it, it slowly ticked up and ticked up, and then there's a few people I've seen bid that you go, oh, they're going to regret that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've went and done that thinking, oh, this will keep going, and then it sat for a few hours, and they've gone, oh, they're regretting that so hard. <laughs> That's uh, really funny. Um, was the but, winning company? So it was a combination of four. There's uh, oh. G2 Esports. Okay. Uh, which are in a few different... <laughs> Uh, esports teams for in different games, uh, Rocket League being one of them. I think they do like a Rainbow Six Siege and a few others as well. 
Yeah. Uh, there's Ninja, who I think everyone at least has heard of. Yeah. Streamer. Mr. Beast, who I think is similar to Ninja, but I don't know I don't know him as well. And uh, hmm. Aimlab, which is another one that I'm not 100% sure what company right. that is <laughs> and what they do. But that, that was the four, and combined they've put together their, their $1 million bid. Uh, I mean, that's great. One. Yeah. yeah. How, how is that yeah. going to be distributed all as one costume for the full guy? Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> I think they decided that each of the four will get one, so they they cheated oh, okay. the system a wee bit yes, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was you see, like, I, I was uh, hoping they would just be like, you know what, we don't need the costume. Here's the money. I mean, you know, but I I I, I was hoping that they're like, look, just because four of you got together, it doesn't mean you get four different skins. <laughs> but it is very honourable of them to get put four costumes in. But like you have got to be like the the guy the the company or whatever that put the five hundred thousand bid for just themselves and be like, so these guys all got it for like a quarter million, mm. and get it for half. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what happens? The, te- teamwork. Yeah. The, 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 the second place is bid. like, um, it, who was that set, set runner up company? I, I'm just thinking like. Okay, no one's actually going to use their costumes in game, probably. But it's I like, mean, that's how much yeah. of this is like self promotion versus charitable cause. In the end, it all goes to charity, which is great. But I'm just thinking on like the size of the people who actually bid this money. Uh, is I, this just like cheap advertising? <laughs> except how cheap is it? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking the same for, thing. For, like, what for if someone pre- like an esports promoter, one two hundred fifty k is not a lot of money. Yeah. For ah, having your emblem in a game where at least, let's say, 10 million people are playing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, so so with, like, Ninja and Mr. Beast, who um, uh, Ben has conveniently let us know is a YouTuber, um, mm-hmm. they have their fan bases who might actually wear them. But I was hoping it'd be, like, some shitty brand, like Marks and Spencer... <laughs> And it's like no one's gonna Marks and Spencer fucking Fall Guys thing. So just be like, definitely would. Yeah, I guess Marks and Spencer's a bad. Um, I was trying to think of just like some bullshit brand that like no one even ironically would do, and I wanted just, something just like some that random to win. website that sells like I don't know magnets or something. And ah, yeah, 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 like. <laughs> um. Yeah, just magnets just because it'd be like, except for a few like irony people, it would just be like you sp- you gave a million pounds charity and. Well, that's it. You got none of the advertising is no one's wearing that shirt. I mean, that's yeah. what I one of the things I like about this idea was they were being like because it got so big so quickly, they were like getting inundated with how much to put our brand in your game, how much to put our brand in your game. And they're like, "Fuck, stop it. All of you stop it. This is now a competition and you have to give to yes. charity." And I'm glad and that only into that. one of you wins, but for at least this like few week period we don't have to field any of this crap, and at the end of the day, we've sold out to one person. Yeah, that's that like it's really true. Yeah, yeah um, it, it's it's brilliant. It, it, it falls into the. It's just been a brilliant like um, community, like uh, Twitter channel. Like the community manager's done a brilliant job of just fostering all of that and really yeah. building, you know, that that fun and and good. Uh, 
relationship with the community of people, especially as it's especially impressive to not have lost any of that, even as it blew up into the the millions and millions of people playing the game and all that that far yeah. outweighed their expectations anyway. But it's maintained that you know here's cool fan art and here's this and oh well, we're doing this thing or or here's a throwback to January when we got four thousand subs on Twitch and there's a guy putting you know like the the floral like necklace thing on and dancing like, on the desk yeah. in the office and all that. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's they, still got they, that feel about it, and the the battle of the brands thing is another example of just how brilliantly they've worked all of that and spread a wee bit of the the joy around, yeah. which is good. They, they've they they've played it well. Um, they've done yeah, everything that was in the playbook to make a successful game that's based on like oh we'll give this to Twitch streamers um, and then we'll run a exclusive beta and we'll put it on PS Plus it's like you know they lined up all those ducks and they're just in a row and it's just like yeah they've done yeah. well yeah they, they had they, they did a um, a couple like twi- Twitter threads about how how they like what the approach was mm-hmm. as community manager and it was really fascinating like a text a master class in this is what you need to do in the modern age, and yeah. most of it was being on. Well, it's like being on top of things and being genuine. Yeah. Um. Obviously, there's details is that it, I'm omitting, and it wasn't again, just that. But uh, again, but I mean, the cynic I mean, in, in me is of, like, is it pretending you are being genuine? By den- genuine, it, I mean that like is what PR is interacting. Now. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, PR you're, you're marketing. Bat, yeah, like KFC yeah. or someone like that. They're like, or Burger King or something like that, and they're just like. Oh, we're gonna pretend to be genuine and down with the kids and like all, all this. We're on your side down and all with that the crap. Kids. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, or are you actually gonna be genuine? So yeah, it, it, sometimes it's a bit which, yeah, which is which, you know. I, I will. I'm being the cynic here. I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they are being genuine. I mean, so. when I, when I say genuine, I actually don't <laughs> mean like they claimed that they were being genuine. I mean the steps that they were describing in those Twitter threads were like. Uh actual interaction not like mm-hmm. steve buscemi with the skateboard uh, meme <laughs> um, right like yeah like, I, it, it, like it, I was using genuine as a shorthand for like mm-hmm. really thinking about and following through on community interaction and that type of thing um okay yeah yeah versus yeah like boomers being like i don't know meme at them yeah yeah uh, speaking of which, have you seen our latest <laughs> meme package to uh, <laughs> advertise out of lives? The memetics, Mimet- they're, they're popular with yeah. the kids these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's because so the, have you these seen people Alfred's are so... In the Discord? Sorry? So have you seen Alfred's face in the Discord? <laughs> I mean, how can you get away from his face in the Discord? Uh, cool. It's my favourite emote that we've had. <laughs> Conveniently, the one you made... <laughs> Isn't it? It wasn't me that made it. I just put it in. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had the power to add it to the Discord channel. I didn't actually make it. I mean, oh, yeah. I made all of the other ones except for the more recent Purple Heart. I think. <laughs> it turns out I like uh, <laughs> when I was like basically after like movie nights and stuff. When I was on the Discord with like the philosophy group that occasionally gets together on it. By that I mean twice weekly at a minimum. Um, 
we'd be chatting away and like someone would share some dumb picture and I'd be like, and go to the online picture editor and I'll just make this an emote and throw it in there. And that's why we have these very random emotes on the Discord because it's just like, why is that there? Uh, I don't even yeah, like, remember what topic of conversation brought this about. But uh, like uh, the sad penguin and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah, just... I mean, <laughs> yeah. When someone shares uh, like an like just put posts a picture of a sad peng- animated penguin, you just know that that's going to be convenient as an emote. <laughs> sure. That's just prescient. I don't know. What as any you can tell, listeners, <laughs> we are not masters at community engagement. <laughs> Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Just because the last time someone who wasn't used to the emoting literally said these things scare me when I started <laughs> using them doesn't mean. Uh, uh, cool. Uh, the jokes uh, on the jokes on them because that was the whole point of Alfred's one. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Uh, so you're still going strong with Rock League as well. Yeah, I have been. Didn't you have a big break? You shared a screenshot like in the past couple of weeks, and I can't remember what it was, or was it a month ago? I don't know time. It's what, probably really. a year ago. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was a wee while ago, but that that was me. Uh, I was breaking into the champ ranks for the first time, mm. um, which is okay. kind of the, the top end of the leaderboards and the competitive. Yeah. yeah, well, it's one of those that Rocket League so such a competitive game when you're mm. you're playing for those you it's very easy to get lost in the you know because you're playing against people who are roughly your level all of the time you forget that you're actually getting better at it as you go mm. along right so yeah i'm a lot better at it than i was a few months ago and nice or even last week a lot of the time yeah. but yeah you, when you're not really going up the ranks very quickly, you sometimes get lost in that, oh, I'm getting nowhere, I'm getting nowhere, and then suddenly, you know, you'll just shoot up a bit. You right. have a good run, and you'll go... So I got up into champ for the first time, and then I managed to get my my season rewards, which you had to get 10 wins at that rank. Nice. Um, but the what, what, season what, rewards what? haven't dropped yet, because we're waiting on the... We're in this weird phase now where it's going... The game's going free to play. Yeah, yeah. But it, they, they, Epic bought them, didn't they? Yeah, Epic bought yeah. Psionics last year or the year before. Yeah, it's I been a while, while now. now yeah. Yeah. I, I so, forgot it wasn't free to play already because I think I got it. I think I bought it on PC yeah. and then on, on Steam and then I got it on Xbox live and then when i had an xbox and i got it on ps plus when i had a playstation so given that every time i see a library i see rocket league i just assumed it was free (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i mean if when it launched on playstation it was kind of the pioneer of this uh going free on ps plus as as its launch Mm. for that first Mm -hmm. month um that's where i started playing before four guys yeah Mm. Yeah, so yeah, it turns it, out that they, 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 that like marketing loop is exactly your like sweet spot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Give it to me on on PS Plus and have it seasonal and uh, competitive, much, yeah. and I'll just I'll just play. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those. If the, obviously the most important part about that is having a good competitive game to play with a uh, compelling just, gameplay loop of some description to it. 
Oh, compelling which, gameplay loop. So yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, so you're gonna jump into the PUBG world now that it's no, no. <laughs> PS Plus this month. But you said compelling gameplay loop, and that yeah. answered my question before. <laughs> I asked yeah, because I mean that's where Fall Guys, even though it's a battle royale in the strictest sense of the word, it's completely different to the way all the others are set up because there's no weapons or anything. It's just you. I mean, isn't along your there. whole body a weapon? Well, yeah, there's bouncing off of stuff. The entire course is basically a weapon if you bounce people into things. <laughs> right. Or off the edge or whatever. But, you know, it's not like Fortnite or PUBG or what yeah. called Warzone or anything like that where you're dropping in and picking up weapons and running about. You know, it's completely different. So even though it is a battle royale, it's still, I find this version of it much, yeah. more com- yeah, much more compelling to play than the loop of like Fortnite or that that I bounced off right. of. And then, you know, Rocket League is just, it's it's either, it has team-based modes or you can yeah. play, like, one-on-one, and it's... Oh, one-on-one must be strange. One Maybe on not. hell. It's <laughs> 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 hell on earth. I mean, because... I never got good enough to, I got good enough to, like, vaguely aim in the direction of the net, but not good enough to pull off some of the stuff that I've seen that looks like flukes. It's just like, wow, that guy's good at fluking. Because I can't see how you, how you figure out how to do these things. Yeah. I just... Yeah. like I never got a hold of the physics in that game. Yeah, yeah. it's but, it's remarkable and, and admirable, but I was just like... Yeah. Absolutely. That, that, that is Rocket League strength. That it's entirely physics-based, so the mechanics are consistent every game. Right. So... As you get better at it, and as the player base as a whole has had, you know, it's been five years. It was twenty fifteen oh. it came out. So yeah. the, the skill ceiling as a whole has slowly gotten higher and higher as people right. have discovered new things that you can do. That because I, I remember, but it's one of the first things I did for Out of Lies was review it, and I did the very terrible video review that you can probably still find on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> um, and my favorite mode then was the four v four mode, which is called Chaos. Because it was just everyone flying past the ball, unable to hit it in the beginning, because it was it was completely yeah, new. Whereas th- that's that's how I know Rocket League. <laughs> you just described Rocket League. Yeah. <laughs> whereas you see, like, uh, it's a really popular esport now and all that, and you see some of the stuff like the pro players and that can do, and it's I just don't incredible. Even imagine, like, yeah. <laughs> it's well, even if if all you do is just look up a. Uh, like uh, RLCS, like highlights, clips, or something like that, just to see some of the goals. Mm. And you think, fucking hell, how <laughs> yeah. is that even possible? I don't that's like where... to purposely go out my way to make myself feel mediocre, but you know, I might <laughs> do that. I've got 26 hours on Rocket League, and yeah. Oh, wow. I, oh, well, I was always no. terrible at it. So. I'll tell you exactly how many I have in just a second when Steam wants. <laughs> 6,000. Yeah. Uh, no, so that's that, Can we do price of territory? Right? And I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> um, so uh, you play right, on Steam, eh? What what input? I'm assuming it's a controller. Yeah. I'm guessing you have 420 hours, higher or lower the deal. Uh, price oh, right. I'm gonna say high. Yep, it's higher than 420. Jesus. You can't just uh, say higher a deal and just like you. You, s- you fuck you. You can't say hey higher or lower a deal, and then I say right. higher, and then you say you can't not, say that's, higher. That's, that's just saying hey a deal. Right. You can't be right. <laughs> no, 
Do you want to put a number on your guess? Where are we talking? Uh, 690, obviously. Right, higher or lower, Lucy? No, no, no higher lower. or lower. Lower than that. Lower than 690. Yep. I mean, yep, I would have said 421 on Prices Right rules in one, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, I only said 690 because you said 420. Okay. What are we, uh, like 540 plus? No, it, it's 674 hours. Uh, I was so close. That's not right. I was so close. That's too many. That's too yeah. many. But the, the thing with Rocket League is, is that is too many, but it's also not often. enough. <laughs> <laughs> because the like the, the pros in that are at tens of thousands at this point because they I mean, play it every but day. But you don't want to be a pro, do you? Do you, no, you want to be a pro? No, but I would oh, like to get hey. the grand chat. Get, <laughs> get, get that eSports uh, money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would, I would love to be able to make a living doing that, but that's it's just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> You're too can old. I, You're not uh, can I, so I have a time on my Steam for Rocket League. Okay. Four hours. Uh, Lucy? <laughs> lower. Correct. Correct. Lower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to my Steam, which we know is always accurate, I have two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. oh, that's not even enough time to get to the title screen. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I opened it, I like, installed it, ran it, and then probably was like, "Oh, right, I bought the DeLorean on the PS Plus version. I'll just turn on my PlayStation." Actually, I think I did it on the Xbox. I don't even think I have access to that. The, the money I spent on that. I did spend, I would say, tens of hours on it. There was a time where the old Out of Lives crew played mm. regularly on the Xbox. That's where my 26 hours come from. Yeah, so I imagine I'm around the same. Huh. Um, and I scored goals. I think I scored goals. <laughs> I might have scored well, one. On purpose? Or? I was like, I, and by that I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was more than one. <laughs> that's, that's as much as I can commit to, though. Yeah. I think I might have scored one or two. I, oh, I was yeah, just I mean, really just a there, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. not contributing. Probably uh, more of a hindrance rather than anything else. And probably scored more own goals, to be honest. So. Nice. Well, well, yeah. the, the early days, pretty much everything happens by accident. <laughs> yeah. It's a case of go for the ball and hope that you get to it. <laughs> yeah. But when you've played uh, 25 hours and you're still scoring own goals, then... Um... <laughs> oh, believe me. The, the own goals don't stop coming. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? So yeah. <laughs> it still happens occasionally. So it's yeah. crazy physics. Blame the physics, not the player. <laughs> no, no. A good that's, Rocket that's... League player blames his teammates. Even <laughs> that, that's what happens. It's always the teammates' fault. So do you always... do you play with a regular? Wait, what? what? So I, we I interrupted you. You were saying you started with the four off four of version, and yeah, that was the, chaos. The, yeah, that that was four because it was literally just chaos. That was yeah. my introduction to the game, which is just because it was hilarious fun just watching. Everyone, including myself, just flounder constantly trying to hit yeah. the ball, and more often than not, like the the worst occasion I remember when I was playing in those early days was that there was a solid like two minutes when no one managed to hit the ball, 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, just like, it, was just, it was just constant, just missing it completely and nice. like flipping the wrong way. And you know, because it was early days and none of us knew what the hell we were doing. Um, now, now is the what is the primary mode? Is it three by three aside? Yeah, seven aside, it, twelve it, aside. In in the esports, it's three v three is the the main one. Is that what you also play? Yeah, I play a fair bit of that. I play more twos, just because really? it tends to be just me and one other friend that's on, so we play a lot of that together. I was like, that was my yeah. next question was, do yeah. you have a regular crew? And and you're, you answered yeah. that with, when I do, I play with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those, we've been playing more threes uh, the last wee while, just you know broadening it out, because twos just... You know what we were playing for the most part. It's actually mm. the threes that I've ended out getting to my highest rank, which is champ one. Hmm, that's which interesting. Is a surprise. Yeah. I wonder if it's just because with three bodies you can coordinate more plays in a way that two don't don't let you. Essentially, because each mode has its own kind of interesting quirks to it. Because threes, there's not a lot of time on the ball because there's you know three on each team, so yeah. the. The way that that works most of the time is it's all about rotations. So, like, one person will be, like, at the ball, either in possession or trying to challenge the other team to get possession off them. Mm. And then you'll have one player supporting and you'll have, like, a third person back. And you kind of, you rotate round depending on how much boost you've got and where the ball ends out and all that. It gets quite complicated in that regard. Whereas twos, there's that bit more time and space because, you know, you're, you're missing two players off the field. Right. But hmm. there's still a lot of, you know, you've got to be in the right places and rotating around to help your teammates out and things like that. And then ones, is, the reason I say ones is hell is because there's no one to blame. <laughs> you know, there's not, it's entirely mm, down yeah. to you playing But But also, correctly. like, the, the the game is, I mean, you're it's touch-based. Like, it's less based on passing-ish. I can see how... Like taking the ball from the other person near your net, and then having to just sort of go, and you both have to race up, and then kind of bounce it around. Like it's, it must be a totally different skill set because you're not just passing it or playing yeah. it off of someone. It's just like, man, it's me again. A lot of dribbling yeah. and juggling, which is impossible. Like, yeah, well, me. that's what I what I mean. <laughs> it's not like you're you're like just tapping it and like. Uh, and a quick tab. It's not like you can do in FIFA one v one, right? Where you have you can have ball control at mm-hmm. at least proximal oh, ball control. You you have ball control. You can dribble. You can hold the car on like the roof of your car and stuff like that. This is what I mean. Still, if you watch, if you watch the clips and stuff like that, you see people. No, but I, stuff I assume those are all crazy. just promo videos that they've pre-rendered, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because it is. That's what I mean by like the skill level just climbs and climbs right. with this stuff. So as you go up through the ranks, you know, initially you do struggle to even you know hit the ball in the direction you want it to go, and then it becomes about hitting it in the direction you want it to go with the amount of power you want, whether you want a soft touch or to boom it down the other end of the field, and then yeah, you get into that more advanced level of actually getting the ball like on top of the car so you can flick it. You know, you jump, jumping up and flipping into the ball to flick it over people and things like that, and then you get into the, the aerial game, which is you know flying in the air and hitting the ball and off the walls and off the ceilings and 
it just it goes into crazy levels. But yeah, the 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 difference with ones is because there's just you and your opponent. If you miss a shot, you tend to get punished. So any mistake right. you make gets punished, and that's why it feels kind of hellish. But it's actually it's a really important way of figuring out what you're bad at. It's like if you're bad at challenges. Like the fifty fifties, where you both kind of go for the ball and see where it ends out. Yeah. Like there is a there is a skill to that, even though it feels random at first. Hmm. Because right. it's about how you position yourself and your momentum, and compared to the other person, determines because it's all physics based. Determines what way the ball pops out, and if you're yeah. bad at that, it always goes in the other person's favor, and they get easier chances to right. score. And then if you're if you're bad at your your defense, you'll struggle to save shots, and if you're bad at hitting the target you know you won't score even though you get good opportunities to and all that so it's really helpful way of doing that but it's it's really tough on the the, the mental side of things because it gets very frustrating very quickly (laughs) it's easy to pick up uh, easy (laughs) to pick up hard to master like that's why it's done so well it's it's got yeah absolutely level of approach and yeah yeah. it, it falls into that category in the same way that you know, a lot of the the long running games, your your Tetris mm. and your Pac Man and all that have that. It's dead easy to grasp the the basic yeah. of you move Pac Man around the maze and pick up all the dots. But then there's a another level of intricacy to learning the routes the ghosts take and doing it quickly and getting the high scores and and all the yeah. rest of it. So there's as you build into it, you get those levels that takes you farther and farther through it, and that's that's where yes. games like Rocket League succeed where. Yeah, I mean, you feel miserably because they they don't have that level to them. Yeah, I hate to bang on about it, but like um, strategy in Magic the Gathering is the same. Um, It's really easy to like pick up. Well, it's really it's fairly easy to pick up to understand the basics of the game, but then to understand, you know, it takes there's like tiers of love learning. Like you learn that oh right, um, just. I can cast new creatures before or after combat, but if I do it after combat, they don't know. If I do it before combat, they know I can block their attack next time. If I don't, then they might think I don't have anything to play, and so they'll block, or they won't block, because they think, ha, they'll get a free attack next time, and then I'll put a bigger thing down, and then they'll stop their counterattack, but they didn't block, so my attack went through. And like Little things like that, you learn as you go, um... And a lot of it is like, yeah, kind of like the you keep up with the Joneses, right? Like as you play with people of a similar skill level, you learn different intricacies. But also people can just still pick it up and just write. I match the number of things I tap to the the thing it says in the top corner of the thing. And then now there's a thing down. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between learning what legal moves are and what you should actually do. Yeah, and, yeah. and what the difference between certain things are, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's like, I think that's, I'm just, you reminded me of that in speaking of like the longevity of something like magic, right? Is because it, it is quite intricate and strategic, but if you don't have that strategy, you can still kind of just play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- th- that's where having, you know, the, the competitive ranking system in Rocket League is not perfect, but having it is important for that level because you need to, you need to have some way of separating out the people who 
play constantly. People like me who play a lot, and people like yourself who maybe just want to dip in for an hour and don't. You don't need claps, you know, like twenty five goals to nothing because you can't can't do this. The basic things that's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I think that's the key to a lot of these things, right? Is that, yeah. um It's just it, 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 having, like you said, just uh, the actual league part really makes it so that you can progress and and yeah. feel like you're one. It matches with players who are as good or better than you. So then you pick up on their skills, and you all. Yeah. yeah, better. Um, but two, it also doesn't stagnate, nor does yeah. it freeze people out, right? Well, that's it. Because every time you play a, a competitive game or, or or a ranked game, you know your what's called your MMR score, which is the number that they use to calculate, will go up or down based on the people in the game levels and whatever else. However, it calculates it, so you'll go up a certain number of points if you win, or down a certain number of points, and that's where. Like I said, you can get trapped in that sense that you're not really moving anywhere, even though what's happening is, is you'll win a few games and then you'll start getting paired with players who are just 20 points above where you are. Right. And maybe they're, they've had a couple of losing games, so they're, they've came down the way a bit, so then they are actually better than you, but they've just had a couple of bad games, and then mm-hmm. you, you cross over, and that's when you get beat by someone who's a decent bit better than you and then you drop back down a wee bit again and then you're back and forward and back and forward and that's yeah. where you get it's very easy to get trapped in the, that feeling oh, yeah. you're, you're not yeah. getting anywhere even though you're actually you are getting there and that's oh, well, where I, also... I found like a, sorry I know the, there's a, a website called um, uh, what's it called it's Rocket League Tracker something or other I can't remember the, okay. the title for it but it actually pulls like all your stats Hmm. And you, oh, compare, okay. you can actually see, like, so if I'm champ one in the threes just now, I can tell that I'm in, like, the top 15% of players. Oh, wow. You know, like, in the world. And that's when you suddenly go, oh, I'm actually not shit at the game. <laughs> Even though it feels like it sometimes. And then I'm looking at most of the other playlists and, you know, it's top 20 or top 25%. And you think, well, that's actually... I'm a lot better at this than I realised I was mm. and that's you know a big improvement compared to where I was even two three months ago yeah, yeah I mean I think it's what, a huge I, what I was going to say was just that I mean one of the things that can get you in that headspace and that and that's that actual bouncing space on these competitive games is when you start playing a game with a bunch of people and you all learn and get better together but that yeah. means you're just always fighting each other for the same rank up spots and then dropping back down. And so yeah. it, you can you can be like, well, I haven't gotten out of rank five in months, but it's actually because everyone just is convin- continuously getting better. And so you feel like you're not making progress, but actually it's because your whole cohort is just like classing up, yeah. which is, you know, a th- weird thing of like these competitive sort of window or class-based improvements where you're like, I'm gold, now I'm platinum, or whatever, championship. Yeah, especially when when it's based on percentages, a lot of it. Like the, uh, like the top rank is Grand Champ, I think it's only, it's like less than 1% of players will reach that rank or are allowed into that, like that's how many there will be. Yeah, so, okay. So it really... It really puts out of context the fact that the majority of players are going to be in your kind of your middle range of ranks. Your kind of 
your gold and platinum and your lower diamond ranks. That's mm. where the majority of the player base is going to be all of the time, regardless of what happens anyway. So, you know, it's, it's those kind of things. That, it's, it's interesting seeing, you know, the spread across them because it's, it's not an even split. Right. And, and it's it's one of those things, it, it, nor should it be. But then this is where, like, uh, saying that the, the ranking system itself isn't perfect. It's like uh, the difference between the highest level of grand champion players, their MMR difference from the highest to the lowest grand champ is the same MMR difference from, you know, like the, the, the lowest grand champ to, like, silver something. Like that's how huge the MMR is because that's oh, the wow. high, that's the highest rank you can get to. But if right. you keep winning games, your MMR keeps climbing. Yeah, you know that score. So eventually, those players end out that far ahead. Right, the, I got you. The, the the gap between them, if you take the pure number difference, is a you know like this almost that same level, which is one of the things that they're hopefully looking at changing when this big update whenever it miraculously appears turns up you know, as they said it's going free to play and then yeah. the rocket pass the rocket pass ended yesterday as we record that's the 31st but there's still no update yet on when the next thing will launch because the next rocket pass and competitive season will all launch with the you know we're, we're free to play but they, right. haven't, they haven't told us when that will be yet. They just said, keep your eyes peeled for the next couple of weeks for announcements. And you're like, you've been saying that for two months. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I mean, hopefully it's good announcements. Um, Lucy, how are you doing on your beer? Uh, finished. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I need well, to rinse my glass, but um, do you want to grab your second beer? And then, I uh, shall indeed. The second beer I'm drinking today is a coffee porter called Daybreak. Um, and it is brewed by um, Brewery Frontal. Uh, where are they? Where are they based? I don't know. I don't know this address. Um, I'll <laughs> Google it. Uh, the lack of planning in on my part is uh, really beginning to show these last few weeks. Um, what's nah, in it? Fine. Chocolate malt, biscuit malt. Uh, where are the hops? Hops are Columbus and Cascade. Uh, a deal. It's a coffee porter. Daybreak nice. coffee porter. Um. Yeah, where's the percent? Yeah, it's six percent. I said that, didn't I? Yeah, it's coffee porter. Um, that's all I'm saying. I'll drink it, see what it's like. What's the um, tin look like? Looks like this. As um. Ah yes. Yeah. Nice. What are those? Uh, what are they called again? These things. Cafetiers, mocha pots. There's another word for them. Blanking. But yeah, those. <laughs> You're not wrong, Adil. Yeah, I mean, what is a mocha pot name? It's kind of a word. An espresso hob coffee. Nope. No. <laughs> I've always known them as mocha pots. 
I mean, yes, um, you're not wrong. It's just um, I know that there's something else which I maybe don't know because I can't remember. So yeah, another no word for um, yeah. While I do some investigating. Hmm. Where's what Brewery Frontal? La Mocca. Frontal. They're in the Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> there. Yeah, that was definitely part of the uh, last month's Netherlands for Beer Fifty Two mm. group. Uh, did you learn it? No, know it as a like um, a small percolator. No. Hmm. It doesn't matter. This really doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I don't uh, even tell drink coffee, so, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, so I guess um, you've yeah, poured the your... thing. Yes, it, it uh, smells like it smells like coffee. Nice, um, nice deep rich aroma. Uh, I've got the from Brew York. I've got mm. the Black Eagle Black IPA, five point eight percent. Oh, really, okay. really dig the the yeah, the First Nations really inspired good. type of eagle art, although. Maybe that's appropriation. Like that particular part is more First Nations than just an eagle. Uh, Black Eagle is our annual release West Coast style Black IPA, generously hopped with floral and fruity Cascade, Centennial, Columbus, and Chinook. We made a few tweaks, and we think the 2020 version is the best yet. That's the only time someone said the 2020 version is the best yeah. yet. Um, <laughs> best yeah, so we've got maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cascade, Centennial, Columbus, and Chinook, and the malts are Pale, Carafa 3, Crystal 150, Dextrin malt, and Acidulated malt, and it was 8 gram per liter dry hopped. Um, three, yeah, so it's a standard tin at 5.8%. Um, while I pour this, please, Lucy, tell me about your beer. I shall. Nice, uh, it's... it's- it's not quite all black. It's like a very, it's like a little bit of light blade at the bottom of the glass. Mm. It's like a very, very dark brown. And it's a, por- a coffee porter, black. not indeed a... it is. Yeah, yeah, coffee porter. Nice, uh, foamy, frothy, uh, about one and a half finger off white head, slightly brown. Yeah, as I said, definitely getting a lot of that coffee from the aroma. Very nice smell to it. That's nice. Mmm. Yeah, nice, really, really smooth. Not too heavy, because, yeah, it is a porter, 6%. But you're still getting that nice, well, slight viscosity to it. It's not too heavy. Um, Obviously a bit thinner than... Like a you know higher ABV stout, but you're still getting that that nice mouth coating and nice nice thickness to it as well. Just that good amount of body where it's like yes, this this is a nice comforting thing. It's like yeah, something you'd want at this time at night. It's what nine o'clock. It's a bit chilly outside. Have a nice 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 porter nice stout it's got nice roasting roasted malts you can definitely taste those like slightly biscuity bready moorish nice. yeah it's it's good i haven't had a porter in a while but this is good and yeah you, you're definitely getting all that coffee that you had on the aroma it's definitely there in the taste um a lot of 
porters that I've had of like like thin and watery and don't exactly have that like chocolatey or richness of um, flavour. Um, but this this definitely has that depth from um, all those malts in there and yeah, a lot of coffee packed into this, which is nice. It's a good beer. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I mean, quite... hmm? I was just about to say. I mean, it's got like mocha pots and like coffee all over the yeah. <laughs> can. If there, if there was anything less than just pure coffee, coffee in it, then, yeah, yeah. I'd I mean, I think I had something that was um, like that recently. That was mm-hmm. like really bragging about being a coffee something or other, and I was like, yeah, it's there, kind of. Yeah, not really. So I'm glad it's not. Um, it is what it's on the tin. Um, this black IPA is is black, right? Like, <laughs> I think it's darker it's like than, than your porter there. You can yeah, so- sort of see with the light going through this slight, like right against the light. There's you can see a little bit um, uh, that it's brown, but it's darker than cola, I would say. Mm. Um, nose is uh... sorry. There's a little bug. Hello, bug. Sorry. Bye, Buck. <laughs> uh, I didn't know I didn't kill it. Actually. It's like this thing. Under it's fine. Wet uh, can uh, of uh, it just was like I was seeing a movement and I was distracted. <laughs> now that I know it's a bug, it can crawl away in a long. Um, what was I saying? Bug. Uh, Beer. It's not as dark as cola. Um, yeah. <laughs> the nose is kind of sweet. Um, with uh, I, I do think, um, like, there was, like, three or four different malts in there. How many were there? Four malts? One, two, three, four, five malts. And you can definitely smell the maltiness on the nose. Um, but it's it's got, it's kind of slightly roasted. A little bit of that, um, um, a little bit of that Cascade hop. Um, and then, just like I said, a nice big malty um, note. So, mm, hmm, hmm, 5.8%, it's also, maybe it's just my palate today, because it also seems quite thin, um, viscosity-wise. So, it, it sort of tastes like maybe it's closer to four, just because of that. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, it's very coffee-like. Yeah, you know, black IPAs are obviously going to be more malty but this is like and it's mostly just like the roasted notes of the malts um and the darkness and some of the fruitiness are conjuring up coffee like it i don't think it directly tastes like coffee which yours probably does lucy um mm-hmm. but it's definitely like it giving me huge coffee vibes um um are you getting the, any of that hoppiness or like pininess from the no IPA pininess? Part? A, yeah, a little hoppiness. Um, yeah. Any citrus or anything? A little bit of citrus and a touch of floral. Actually, it's yeah. just the floral is sort of paired with the sweetness after everything goes away. Sort of, you notice it near the end. Mm. Um. Yeah. So this is like this delicate floral note that's sort of intertwined with the sweetness. It sort of sits above the burnt maltiness that's on fade that fades away a little quicker as the finish. Um, I 
Yeah, so it's really interesting because um, it kind of feels like you're like, oh, there's all these hops going on, but also these malts, and they're kind of like bashing into each other, and then the hops fade quicker, and then the malts are like, ah, okay. And then, you, well, they're like... <laughs> The, the sort of more stronger hops, uh, so the more bittering and citrus hops fade, and then you're left with a bit of the floral, which is from some of the hops, and the maltiness. And so it's, it feels like it's kind of like they crashed into each other and then took a bit to sort out which parts were going to limp forward together. Those those parts limp forward really well, but like a bit of a mishmash before um, things got sorted. Uh, but I'll see if maybe, yeah, I'll see if I have other thoughts about this. I think I'm going to try and consciously sup this just because there's so much going on. See if I can detangle some of this. Um, and also maybe it's just because I had the previous beer still on my palate. Um, cool. Well. Lucy, let's come mm. to you. On the video games front. On the video games. Um... Uh, what, what did I play recently that was relevant? <laughs> I've been going back into the uh, the archives recently. Archives not being games that it's like, oh, I want to I want to play that eventually, like Dead Space, for example. We need to get back to that actually. Hmm. Just being, oh, I own this game. Let me play it. Um, that was it. Uh, the last the last campfire that came out. Last right. week, I think, either Thursday or Friday. From Hello Games, right? Yes, a small team within Hello Games. I don't know how big Hello Games are now. Um, I'd imagine they've, they, as we talked last week, they've expanded since the success of No Man's Sky. Um, yeah, it was a pretty small yeah, team even when they were making that, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I think they've staffed up since. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the dev team on this. I, I I finished the game and reached credits. Um, yeah, it looked like a very small, like core team, like of maybe like three people. Obviously, they had like help from, you know, external, um, resources and stuff like that. But um, the, the core team seemed very small. Um, yeah, it's a best way to describe it is like a puzzle adventure game. Um, it's not exactly a just a straight up puzzle game that goes level by level. Um, mm. It's more open than that. It's more uh, you're in like these hub worlds. I think it's about three or four that you're going through. Um, you play as this character called Ember. Uh, I, th- I assume it's an allegory for like passing into the afterlife, whatever that is. Um, basically, they're traveling through these these. Um, these worlds, which have like, uh, it's, it's very, it kind of reminds me of like Lara Croft Go, that kind of, mm. oh, we're going into like these ancient ruins, kind of uh, overgrown um, civ- previous civilization kind of spaces. And um, basically, they're ha- helping people um, who are called the Forlorn, who have literally got lost on their way to passing through to the other side. Um, and helping them, reanimating them, they sort of turn into like these, uh, like stones, and, like as if Medusa looked at them or something like that. Um, but basically, once you approach one of these forlorn, um, you then enter into this kind of uh, the closest thing I can uh, 
like references like a, kind of like a shrine in like Breath of the Wild. Not quite as, as expansive and physics based and um, extensive, but it's like these individual puzzles, um, these like little puzzle levels. So imagine like a puzzle game, you're doing it level by level. This is instead sort of like Spyro, where it's like, oh, I touch this crystal dragon and then I somehow get ported into this like uh, little puzzle room. Hmm. Um, and the puzzles are like really simple. I, I, I was never really stuck on any of them. I thought it would gradually get harder, but instead what they do is like they mix up the uh, the mechanics of them instead. Instead of, oh, we're going to focus on these set of, this one set of mechanics that we're just going to you know, gradually build upon and make harder um, over the course of the game. Instead, they add completely new elements to it. So it keeps it fresh in that way. Um, so the puzzles remain easy, but at least they're, you know, bringing in completely new mechanics to them. So, you know, you're not going to get uh, completely bored by the end of the game. The game's probably about... I think it took me seven, seven, eight hours or something like that. Um, so, so it's a, it's like good length. Um, yeah, the puzzles never got too hard, but at the same time, they never got boring or anything. Um, the puzzles could differ, like classic puzzle game where you're like reflecting life to off different mirrors, or you're like, uh, you know, twisting pillars so they all turn the same way, or Right. You know, you got these like, you know, common like puzzle box, like pushing, pushing um boxes into, you know, different places in a grid and stuff like that, and creating a path. So it's all those different kinds of, you know, basic, simple puzzles, but you know they do enough with them to uh, make sure it doesn't get too tedious by the end of it. But yeah, the the story, it's um. It, it's fine, but I I I really like the like. Nar- there's a narration to it. I, I believe the voice actress is Norwegian. She's got like this really nice, poetic and like flowery writing to it, to, and coupled that with like a Norwegian Scandinavian accent, it's like it gives this very folklorish fairy tale essence to it, which is nice. Um, but That's yeah, really it's. Good. Yeah, it's it's it, it, I really enjoyed my time with it. It's like I played it all in one day. It's just a relaxing puzzle game. It's it's low impact, low tension. It's you know it's colourful. It looks really good. Um, really vibrant, bright colours as well. Um, these like soft, muted uh, kind of art style to it. It's if you just want to relax and play a nice little puzzle game, this is it. Um, it's never too melancholic with its like whole themes of like the afterlife and passing through and stuff like that. So it's not too heavy or anything like that. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, perfect for an Apple Arcade game. Ran really well on um, iOS as well. Like the last couple games I've played on Apple Arcade have not been. Uh, <laughs> very sound and true and robust in terms of like on on the bugs front um mm, yeah like, i remember it. yeah with the like that uh, what was it night, the, the, the night school studio yeah a game called next stop nowhere oh, right. and before that it was um beyond a steel sky which was also buggy as hell like both of those games i was like resetting the game like often this one run without a hitch runs well 
frame rate wise, um, no bugs um, that I encountered anyway. So yeah, I think it's on everything. I think it's on Switch, Xbox, PC. It's everywhere. Um, so it's good to know that yeah, it works it runs out. well on mobile because um, yeah, finally. Yeah, <laughs> especially these cr- <laughs> these cross platform ones. Often yeah. it's like, yeah, well, we also did a port that way and. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, that's super cool. Uh, I'm gonna add it to my uh, my ever growing list. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. My wish list is huge as well. But um, so yeah, I, I definitely I re- recommend. <laughs> it will become one of the forlorn. <laughs> yes, <laughs> lost forever on the wish list. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I always wonder, like, should I go through my wish lists ever and crop them? Because I go through phases I of like, yeah, sounds interesting, sometimes. add to my wish list. Maybe it'll go yeah. on sale and I'll visit it again. And then in the middle of that, it's like, oh, I'm really into this game. I just can't afford it right now. And then I just, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, this is a game I was like did research on, thought about, n- don't immediately remember, will never buy because I don't remember it exists, but really exactly. wanted to play it. And then there's like all this trash where it's like, ah, oh, I read a Polygon article that half mentioned these three games because I like this one game. I'll just <laughs> add all three to my wish list. Yeah, Mine, but, I but, have the same thing. But, yeah, no, my wish list is probably like 400 games. So it's like I know, I, I know the struggle. I usually delete them when they actually go on sale. <laughs> this is like this is like. Stop emailing me like, about I still don't want this Steam, game. God damn it. <laughs> It's like even though it's dirt cheap, I still don't want it because I I only just put it on just like yeah just on a whim. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, that reminds me of my so you know sometimes you just get, get, have too many people on Facebook, <laughs> and so I have the I have the standing like how do I deal with all those random people? And so luckily, Facebook has this lovely feature where once a year they tell you an account exists. And by that I mean on, on their birthday, it tells you this person who you're friends with has a birthday. And then I judge you and I'm like, well, do I wish you a happy birthday? If I don't, why are you on my list if I don't feel like wishing you happy birthday? Deleted. Happy birthday, me. Um, oh, what a present. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, a, that's a slightly more long form solution than what I did. Uh, which would have been, Did you just go through? No, it would have been like... 2012 or something like that I just decided that it was a mistake adding everyone from my school and basically everyone I'd ever seen the face of I recognise them added added. you get requests it's like yeah I've seen that face added I thought that was a mistake so I deleted that account and started a new one. Oh wow as did I because it was raised to the ground it was much easier (laughs) because that that was again back I don't know if they've updated the tools or anything but it was a you had to go onto each page and click the thing and walk down the drop menu and into remove friend you're like am I going to do that 500 times no I'm not (laughs) I'm going to go onto the drop menu once and delete my own account (laughs) that that makes life a lot easier (laughs) It's it deleting the account is like so buried though, so it's not like one menu. It's like twelve different menus yeah. that you have to go into. But it, I've done it, that it twice. It was Adam, slightly so I, easier I know back then. <laughs> they have made it yeah. more difficult. I gather since. Yes, so. I've done that twice in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't recommend doing that to your Steam to get rid of your wish list. Oh, no, <laughs> no, that that's problematic. <laughs> Especially considering you've got what, like five thousand games that you own on it, or something. 
Yeah. yeah. Higher or lower? Should we play? Right <laughs> I don't know that many games. It's got, it's got no to be way. like 10,000 there, surely. <laughs> I have like... Wait, how do I... I don't even know how to look. I don't know how to find out. It's too many. Profile. Uh, the number doesn't Every time I check, high. it's more than I think Stop. I mine bought. Oh, mine God, yeah. I just, like, I just like it. Like Steam goes like, no, uh, 64, but architecture can't count this high. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I have <laughs> slightly uh, 1,564. <laughs> How much? 1,564. <laughs> uh, that is a, a lot. Yeah, and that's, that, and that's that like a, a couple years of uh, not actually bothering to put my humble stuff on. Yeah, so it'd be like 3,000 at this point. No, it's not that bad. But yeah, yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> The problem because I've played like four of them. That's the real problem. <laughs> I think what what we need to decide now is what what is the forlorn list? Is it the wish list or is it the library? <laughs> where where have they gone wrong? <laughs> I mean, name it. I've gone wrong. I think is the key. Uh, shall I add some more uh, Steam games to your wish list, Adele? Sure. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend if yeah. found. Sorry, what? Um, it's a game called If Found. If Found? Yeah. What is it's, its story? What is it? What is it? What is it? It's, 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 it's very akin to a visual novel. But oh, it's an Annapurna. It is an Annapurna joint. Um, it's, it kind of, in an odd way, reminds me of like Florence, um, just because A, it's Annapurna, and B, it's like a different way to... Um, portray like uh, a visual novel uh yeah it's not just like dialogue trees or just reading yeah things. yeah which is can get a bit boring in visual novels like i'm, I'm still playing necro barista i haven't finished it we spoke about that a few weeks ago and i really like the presentation of that but at its core it is you are still just i'm just clicking enter i'm just, i've got like the mouse at my side i'm like flopped down in my seat and just you know just clicking um, non-stop just to roll text through. I really wish there was a way for you know, text to just go just automatically, mm. but um, there isn't, so it's like, yeah. Just, kind of like though, an yes, audiobook mm. version? Yeah, yeah. Like, instead of having to flip the pages myself, I want it just <laughs> yeah. to read it Basically, to me. Basically, I don't even want to play a game anymore, I just want to, you, you, uh, you, to you, you want a animated short. Yes, yes. Uh, or actually um, long, I guess, because how long does the average visual novel take? Um, two hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, you just want to watch a movie. That's what you're uh, saying. But I want to feel like I'm interacting with something, though. So I want to press enter, but um, so, maybe every oh five no. minutes instead of every. What, what you want, Lucy, is... You're describing like an anime. You're describing watching a movie with quick time events, <laughs> which sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard. What you want um, is Netflix to ask you <laughs> halfway through the film if you're still watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you just want Netflix to be like. Yeah. Press Q randomly. <laughs> <laughs> End of Act Two. Do you want to see no. the conclusion? Yes. <laughs> I mean, technically, if you watch a series on Netflix, it's like it's like when you have to hit like you're like I don't want to wait the five seconds for the autoplay to the next episode. You're like I can click things, and it's like I don't want to watch the intro. Skip intro. I am playing this show. Is that what you mean? I don't think no, that's what you mean. Because there's still there's still choices. <laughs> 
<laughs> in this uh, in this game um, in Necroverice and that is. But anyway, back to if found. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got the it's got a different way of um, uh, communicating a visual novel. Where in uh, this game you are using an eraser to erase away this person's diary. Um, and who writes their diary in diary. pencil? I don't think it matters what what you know. If it, it's a visual novel, I don't just get or, with the program. <laughs> yeah, you're, it, it's more metaphorical. Um, the eraser, but you are. I think on like the Steam version, there is literally an. Like your cursor is an eraser. <laughs> yeah. And you I like, played it on iOS, um, where it's like, no, you just scrub your screen. wave your hand around and scrub the screen, which is um, very nice good. way of doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. it's it's nice and tactile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had very much had that tactile. Now, if you feeling. if you just erase the word "dog," it's like a dog disappear off the screen. Yeah, I mean it's contextual. The the erasing, um, it, as I say, it's got this really interesting presentation where it's like, oh, you wiping away the screen, and then it like um, it like transitions into another scene. It's it's like this kind of. It's drawn in this very sketchbook um, kind of art style. Um, this very sketchy, you know, pencil, quick, you know, drawings and everything like that. And it's like, oh, you erase that away, and something else comes. And sometimes these, you know, scenes are animated. Sometimes it's like, oh, just this, you know, it, it, it genuinely looks like two pages in a diary and stuff like that. Um, mm. It's got a really nice way of transitioning into scenes in different um, days. It, like, the whole game is set over, like, the course of a month. Um, these events have already happened, and you're literally erasing away what happened. Um, which, Interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get into the story too much, but it's basically a coming-of-age tale. It's, it, it's, it's um, about this young woman, this transgender woman who's Basically, she's gone over. She's originally from Ireland, and she goes over to. Um, it's from this very. I think it's County Mayo in Ireland. It's a very small, very conservative town. She's from. She goes to Dublin, um, you know, metropolitan city. She studies. She's got like two degrees in it, and it's about her going back to her hometown. And you know, this is after she's trans transitioned. Um, she's going back to her home. Um, for like the first time, she realised she didn't fit in there. It's basically about her finding people who, you know, understand her, understand her, you know, what she's going through and stuff like that. And it's, it, it's it. I was thinking that the story was going in, the, you know, in in the way that, you know, a lot of story stories like you know, um, tend to go, you know, about queerness and stuff like that. Where it's like, oh, this is going to be, you know, not a. It doesn't shy away from like, oh, transphobia and like um, non-acceptance from like even her family members and stuff like that. So, and, and I thought it was going to go in like a, you know, pretty sad, pretty miserable, dark path. Yeah. But it had a really happy ending, and it's like, good. Oh. We need more of those. Yeah, we need more of those kinds of stories where it's like, you know. Don't bury your gaze. Like you know, we need yeah. these happy queer stories. We've got enough sad queer stories in real life. So yeah, it's yeah. like, yes, we want. I'm glad they ended up in a happy place. And 
Oh, that sounds. Yeah, I was. I mean, mm-hmm. that that is definitely the problem with um, wanting to portray that society ain't great and it's a struggle, but mm-hmm. also, yeah, not just be this kind of like um, suffering porn, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like ah. Uh, Misery yeah. porn, yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's, that is the pl- term. I yeah. couldn't remember. I <laughs> yeah. said suffering. Um, and after playing, like, The Last of Us, um, I'm not going to spoil that um, for anyone who hasn't played it, but, I mean, The Last of Us it is very dark and grim, and everything is, like, very um, depressing in a overt and obvious manner, but um, after playing that and seeing that queer story, this is just, this is just like, oh, this refreshing. is so much. Yes, it's so refreshing, so much. Not light-hearted, but it has to better ending it has a really positive message at the end and it's I really enjoyed that but yeah just the whole presentation around it um, just mm. how you feel like you're doing more than just scrubbing on a screen um, like yeah I see, really, I see I mean hmm. from that description I see sort of what you mean about like in the vein of um, Florence yeah it, like, it brings like, more interactivity to it than just than what you'd think of uh, you know, from either a mobile game or something where you're just with a very simple interface, um, minimal interaction with it, 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 it brings a lot more to it. And as I say, like the whole erasing thing really, um, has a metaphorical, uh, you know, thing to it. And it's, it, it brings it all together by the end. Um, as I say, I don't really want to spoil it. I think I've spoken right. enough about the story, yeah. but it's just like, uh, yeah, it's, it's really another really good Annapurna joint, so I definitely yeah. recommend that as well. Um, the inverse of that, apparently, uh, from um, Tagged Up Superfan Ben, uh, mm-hmm. is A New Life, which was apparently a happy yes. story with a sad ending. Uh, and I wasn't familiar <laughs> with this. It came out a month after... Um, he 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 mentioned it on the pod, didn't he? Yeah, I just I didn't yeah. I didn't clock it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. it no, came no. out in oh no the day after. That's so funny. A new life came out in May fifteenth. Yeah. Oh, and if found came out in May nineteenth. So same week. Roughly. I remember us discussing it because Ben was like, "What's the name yeah. of that game?" And I was like, "Is it If Found?" And he was like, no, "Now I remember this conversation." Like... Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, it was this." <laughs> It's yeah. the same game. It's not the same game, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't but, listen to Ben. This is the problem, really. <laughs> no one does. That's why he kicked him off the pod. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, if Ben is still listening, then I suggest he goes and plays that. I, I'm i pretty sure it's on Android. It has to be, surely. But it's it's definitely cheaper on there than on Steam, and probably playing it on iOS is probably the optimal way of playing it, just because of the touch interface and stuff like that, so... Um, yeah, definitely. Recommend so I mean, it. oh yeah, the problem with uh, yeah, some Annapurna's games don't immediately come out on iOS and Android. I remember mm. it's a iOS premium title. Yeah, it's like Gorogoa took like a like months, if not a year. All right, did it? Um, it does well, not look like Steam, it is on the, the the um. It is only Android, on the on iOS the app. Play. Yeah. yeah. Well, keep an eye out for it. It's definitely or, yeah. worth uh, your or attention. Or just buy a Surface tablet and it for £10 on Steam, and then you can scrub with your hand anyways. Or just use a cursor. Use your mouse. Yeah, it's fine. Just... 
Just yeah. being dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ten ten pounds twenty nine p on the Steam store. I assume it's closer mm. to like five quid on. Yeah, I bought it on sale for like either and two ninety nine or three ninety nine on iOS. Yeah. Yeah, it looks Those like it the was, price it was five dollars. Five dollars US. So yeah, probably three ninety nine. That's usually. Mm-hmm. How they Definitely it? recommend it. Yeah, it's it's very Irish. Um, hmm. They, they they really do well to capture like you know rural Irish um, culture community. Um, they have little footnotes explaining what all these colloquialisms mean and stuff like that. A lot of use of slang, so you definitely feel like transported over there. I mean, it's not. It feels like a world away. Probably not a world away to like you know. You know, uh, us in the UK, uh, like, you know, we've got similar customs and, you know, Gaelic tradition is still over here as well and stuff like that. So, but for, yeah, anyone else in the in the universe, in the stratosphere playing, hmm. it does a really good job of like, yeah, getting across Irish culture and stuff like that. So that's cool. Hmm. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. But um, I haven't really been playing any modern games. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> we're, we're not the craft beer and modern games uh, no. podcast. I played I, that uh, uh, yeah, Hercules no. game that came out on CD-ROM about 25 <laughs> years ago. Because I realized that was on Vita. But, um, ah, excellent. <laughs> um, what was the game that I played last week on stream with you in the back oh metamorphosis metamorphosis that's what i was going to talk about um (laughs) shall i talk about it because you don't know what game it is i mean sure if you want uh yeah i mean we ran out of time last week so i figured i would just um before i lose all memories of this game (laughs) Bring it up this week. Uh, so it's a couple hour long adventure platformer, mm-hmm. first person game based on roughly, excuse me, based on Kafka's Metamorphosis. Let's try that again. Kafka's Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kafka's what? Which <laughs> Metamorphosis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is a story about a man who slowly turns into a bug. Um, you rather rapidly turn into a bug uh, after the first couple iterations of being in a room and figuring out how to leave. You are then suddenly in tiny bug size and uh, navigating the room and then leaving the room for a bizarre bug kingdom, which has oh. some real world bits and is apparently in the walls of. Yeah, yes, yes, it is. Yes, they have um, a whole, uh, they have a whole thing going on in those oh. walls. It's great. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, I really like the art style. It's pretty. It's very clever. Yeah. Um, I uh, didn't quite finish it. I got, played for a couple hours. I, I suspect it was going a bit slower, just because that's how streaming a game works. Uh, it'll show up next week or. Possibly before this episode comes out, now that I think about the timing of things. But anyway, 
the first like the first couple hours uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, Out of Life's Network. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I really liked the the puzzles were reasonable. Like it's one of those your the puzzles are there to give you interactivity, not to really make you feel like like you're not bashing your head over any of the platforming elements. It's, mm. There was only a couple spots where it's like, wait, what? Um, and one of them was. Just like yeah, just not quite seeing where to go, and I'm pretty sure, like six one and a half dozen the other. If you get stuck in that spot, you might just immediately sort of navigate. Um, and there, yeah, there's a couple spots where it's like yeah, I had to try a couple times, but overall, uh, wasn't really um, <laughs> like yeah, it's it's no Meat Boy by any means. And when I say platformer, it's just there are <laughs> things to do, which makes it better um, yeah. as far as these sort of. Um, more narrative-based point-and-click-ish thing, right? It really reminded me of uh, my days playing King's Quest where it's like a lot of bouncing back and forth because someone says do this, do that, and you have to sort of figure out what that is. But then once you figure out where it is, it's no problem. I yeah. think the biggest trouble was when we were on a desk and didn't quite know where to go just because the, the yeah. hints were really a little too broad-scoped. Finding the lawyer or whatever, yeah. Uh, and and but part of that was actually that the game didn't telegraph earlier, and we didn't need to. That like the map had more like the the map wasn't just the map was kind of just like here's an overhead view, but there was a couple like icons and ear markers that sort of give you hints that we just never noticed because we didn't need. And it was like an hour and a half into the game, and so it just didn't occur to me that like oh uh, maybe I like now suddenly the telegraphing had like fallen off. Um, and needed it and didn't know that was a place I could look. But uh, a lot, yeah. And so, I, yeah, I think Lucy called me off of the stream for time reasons, but also because I was getting a little squirrely, I think, just because I was, you know, so playing a game well, with people and on air and stuff gets can sometimes drain you faster than the game itself. Well, it's like, it's purposefully, like, disorientating because you're, like, a little bug. And, like, yeah, you saying that some of the things, like, some of the platforming, because of your bug and, like, your your camera is, like, affixed to, like, the center of gravity on you, um, yeah. yeah, you couldn't exactly see, like, gaps in the floor and you'd fall down and stuff like that. And, yeah, when there... I think that game definitely does need some more signposting, a bit more, you know, not... A, big old arrow saying go here but just yeah um a bit more clarity on okay yeah, like, uh, i need to go here or, or or even just a hint system it's like I, i'm a bit lost just point me in the right direction yeah because yeah, like uh, like in that in the part where it got really bland was like also so it was pretty like linear in the sort of like here's the room but you clearly need to do this and the room is mm. big so figuring out how to get there was was fine but then it was like here's this new room and there's a big desk, and you need to find something on the desk. It was like, well, where on the desk? And I think that's so it was like the hints that worked in the more linear gold and like actual linear like levels. It was like you you can't just have the same type of hint for yeah. that new type of environment. Um, that game needs some yellow paint on some of the surfaces. <laughs> that well, I mean, you did get yellow paint sort of because if you. If you stuff in mustard, it allows you to, <laughs> as a bug, climb vertical pr- surfaces and you leave a mustard trail. So you literally leave a trail of yellow paint. 
Well, at some point in the stream, I started calling it marmalade. I don't know what was wrong with me then. Yeah, you, you have completely lost your mind by then. <laughs> it's like the marmalade, and you're like, the what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that is an unusual combination of things to muddle up. <laughs> and mustard and marmalade? Yeah, I just asked my housemates last time I made dinner. It wasn't pretty, Adam, seeing someone literally break down. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. There was that really annoying signposting bit because they said the signposting was like wrong. They're like, "Oh yeah, to do this thing, you have to go through this thing that seems impossible to go through, and also was tough to get to." And I kept dying. And then it turns out you just did. You just before you do that, you disable the puzzle. The and then just go through it, and it was like yes. Like a 10-minute sequence of, how the hell do I do this? And then it turns out that I don't do that. It just telegraphed that I needed to get past, but in a way that sounded like I needed to disable the hard part of the sequence. It was a fan, right? It was like, if they said, to turn off the fan, you have to do this thing, but the power switch is past the fan. So I thought there was a timing thing, but also getting to the up and around using the aforementioned marmalade. Um <laughs> It was like really tough, and so like I screwed it up a couple times, and then I died, and then I screwed it up once, and then I died, and then it's like I can't figure this out, and I just like wandered around, being like, I wonder how what else I can do, and it's like, oh, there's a power switch here, it has turned off the fan. So it turns out when you say to turn off the fan, you need to go past the fan. You mean you needed to go left here? You need to go and, around yeah. the back of the fan. Not and you know, it, and maybe it just mis misread the the. the <laughs> subtitles or whatever but yeah <laughs> so there's a few points where it was like ah uh but overall i really like the story and like uh i don't know if i'm gonna stream it again but i'm just gonna finish it uh mm. it was enticing enough and i left at a juicy enough spot and like the we alluded to like the whole world um so not only is there like more extensive world in the walls that doesn't like, you lose the, the sense of, I'm a bug in a room and, like, crawling around amongst books and stuff. And then when you go into the walls, you're like, okay. And then you go through, like, a drain pipe and you're like, okay, now I'm just in this, like, magic city, like, scape. Like, the sense of scale, like, everything sort of, like, really interestingly slowly gets more bizarre. Mm -hmm. So you don't notice, like, oh, wait, now this doesn't actually make sense in the initial premise. Um, but, like, the point I stopped was, like, the, amidst the world of the insects and their bureaucracy and trying to do some bureaucratic errands like literal fetch quest for a certificate to allow me on a boat i think like just uh kind of wonderful uh but also how did i wake up in a hotel room with like a hangover from a party as the start of this game and now i am in bug bureaucracy yeah it's uh, really good. I really like the the weirdness of that uh, whole yeah, society they've got going on there. It uh, reminds me good. of, um, I don't know if you've read uh, Harugi Murakami's Wind Up Bird Chronicles. It's one of my favorite books of the past, actually, I was going to say 10 years. I think it might be older because oh, I think it might have come out in mid 2000s, <laughs> and I just assumed that's 10 years ago. So uh, you read it like 10 it. years ago, that's all. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I think I read it like 15 years ago. Anyway, uh, the um, it's what I find phenomenal about it is it starts really mundane. Yeah. It's just like this mundane guy and his life and his daily blah. And at some point in the book, you'll just stop and go, wait, what? 
Because the progression of the mundane to the absolutely surreal is mm-hmm. so well written that you just mm-hmm. sort of don't notice how batshit things have gotten because you've been like <laughs> lulled in this slow progression. And I think Metamorphosis isn't that smooth. Like you do notice it, but like it does have like it reminds me of that because of the progression of I'm a dude. I'm turning into a bug. Now I'm in the wall. Now like yeah sure like the. <laughs> oh no! Wait now! Now that I think about it, one of the immediate re-enters of a room was like all the furniture is floating on the on the ceiling for no reason. Yes. Um, so I forgot about that. But like, what I mean, like, like it shifts from I'm a, I'm going bug sides to something's weird in the room to now there's people and this whole subplot and that's surreal. But I'm mm. kind of just trying to get. Her, higher up in the room to now i'm in the walls and wait wait what is this bug bureaucracy like there's so many like i only played it for like an hour and a half right like that's a (laughs) lot of slippage from i woke up in a party uh, i woke up hungover and also my friend is in trouble with the cops oh but also bug bureaucracy yeah, and that, that that other bug you call that other bug a harlot and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, I, like uh, I so wanted to make sure we talked beef. about that. Uh, yeah. And and like I said, uh, hop mm. on the YouTube's um, to see and hear a bit of my frustration. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna finish it. Uh, I might probably not gonna stream it again just because I I don't think we need to spoil the ending. Uh, unless Lucy, you literally want to see the ending and don't want to buy the game. <laughs> I wouldn't um, mind that either. Yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, that was that was the game I wanted to talk about this week. Um, oh, we're we're doing well schedule wise. Last time yeah. I hosted, it was like this train wreck of a ramble for like an extra hour than normal. So I'm happy with this. Well, I feel like the first hour was more of a ramble, and that's mostly my fault. <laughs> Nah, it's no, fine. we we only get you on so so much that you yeah you I mean, have the floor. It's us who's here every week and have you know nothing nah. to say. Yeah, but also like I we actually haven't talked about Rocket League in a long time, so it's good to hear like a more in depth view and also like just how much how far that place is that place that game has come. Yeah, um, that's nice. if it's interesting the update and stuff like that, I'll come back and tell you all about why. Where it's going free, you should play it. Because you'll yeah, be joined actually, by millions of yeah. other people, probably. Uh, or, or, or you could write an article. <laughs> people could read about it on outoflives.net or a video on youtube.com <laughs> slash search slash... I just realized we don't actually have a URL. Well, yeah. it, anyway, it's, not, uh, it's not slash search anyway, is it? It's usually like yeah, slash I, user I, I, I fumbled it. <laughs> I fumbled it super, super harsh. Oh my god, your furniture's on the ceiling! <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh so yeah I, I didn't really have another game to speak of i mean i did play some fall of lazarus earlier today on stream as well which alfred and i played a couple weeks ago um but uh, it's i don't think it's not something i want to recommend and it's just so sort of generic <laughs> so space yeah. thriller question mark um <laughs> yeah, i couldn't tell. Thriller question yeah mark. and there's enough of those out there right yeah that's like yeah. its own genre, like adventure well, like we spent a lot of money on space graphics. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, there are a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. 
like uh, so- someone is making a mint uh, by just a really like low margin sales of space crap on like the the Unreal store, right? Yeah. Asset store. Um, but yeah, so that's all I had to say. Um, Lucy, you had said you were going to recommend more uh, games. Did you have a, uh, a last game you wanted to say? Because you just sort of said mm-hmm. if found. I'm fine. I mean, if you don't, that's cool too. But I just oh, you yes. sort of had uh, mentioned that. It was, yeah. It, it's called Four Last Things, which is a weird game um, in that the developer, Joe Richardson, he basically used uh, art from. Uh, all of the art in the game is from Renaissance period. I see this. Um, yeah, uh, paintings, which are it, cu- it, it that coupled with um, just basically use of public domain classical music as well. This um, is batshit. I love it. I'm just yeah. at the Steam page. It's it's kind of like Monty Pythonish. Um, mm. it, it's it's very it. it it has this very crude British humour to it as well. Nice. And it just works so well because, A, it's a good way of getting cheap art assets because, A, they're free because uh, yeah. everything is public domain at this point. And, B, it, it just couples with this weird and, you know, really really quite funny and humorous um, tone to it because, like, those Renaissance... It, it, I don't know the last time you've been in an art gallery or something, probably a long time since before this COVID stuff, but like those paintings are like weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a it's weird like, era of art. There's on. so many weird yeah. things. Yeah. That, like, yeah. And like, even in the game, it's like, um, you know, just he's animated like certain parts of these uh, pictures, and that works great as well, but it's like. When he, he there's like this dancing baby with like his uh, junk out, and it's like this is an actual painting. It's like what is going on in this painting, um, and like stuff where it's like oh the, because it's a point and click adventure game. It is very fetch questy. It's only about an hour and a half. Um, the, the plot is, uh, <laughs> you basically have sinned in, um, and you go to this church, and they're like oh you sinned in another parish. Uh, Bureaucracy of the church means that we can only absolve you of your sins if you commit them within this parish. And so you have to go commit all the seven deadly sins again. Um, but yeah, yeah. Over the, when you hover over like the characters, it's like, is this a bishop? Is this a priest? Who knows? We, we can't tell from this, this art because nothing's <laughs> explained and nothing, yeah. everything looks weird and, yeah, just the the way it describes like it's like oh creepy loot looking guy, um creepy this weird Oh, it's just it's really good. It's it's really funny. <laughs> I, it it I, just uh, couples so well with like the fact that it's like who knows what's going on in these pictures. Yeah, I mean it's seven ninety nine on the Steam and it yeah, came I out it up in real cheap on 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 a Steam sale, I think. Yeah, I was just say it came out uh, in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can buy a for sixteen pounds. You can buy the three games that this person's done. Yeah, I really want to try his next game. So the the one that came out this year was the Procession to Cavalry, which is currently mm-hmm. on sale sale on Steam for six thirty nine, uh, which oh. looks very much like just the same type of thing, but yeah. with pirates. 
Pilferville pirates <laughs> inspire with cardinals and perform miracles with an incompetent magician. The Procession to Cavalry is a Pythonesque adventure game made from Renaissance paintings and a spiritual successor to the critically acclaimed Four Last Things. Uh, and it looks very, very funny. Just even the Steam page is making me giggle a little. <laughs> and you're right, it is entirely Python y. Um, also, God damn, sorry, I have to say this because it, this game came out April 9th, 2020. The minimum sys requirements is OS Windows motherfucking XP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's, That's amazing! <laughs> the renaissance of Windows operating systems. <laughs> I didn't realize you could pick that from the Steam drop down menu anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, have you seen that people have been uh, in Flight Simulator? They've gone to uh, the hills of the the Window XP background has taken. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was earlier this year that there was a big, like, Twitter uh, reveal that that when... Because a lot of people assumed it was drawn or animated or whatever, right? Uh, But this was... The the, the Windows XP hills are a picture, a photograph. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I'm not surprised Which that using people, given that it made the splash. But no, I'll have to look that up. Cause I want to see what flying into the XP hills looks like. Uh, I can read out the coordinates here. I'm not going to because yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone's got Google. That's fine. Um, awesome. Okay, uh, uh, Lucy, let's go to beers. You oh, have yeah. two. Which one did you like more than the other one? <laughs> I preferred wow, that, that the. That was very accusatorial, coffee. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I Which one did you like? Daybreak coffee porter. <laughs> wow. It's like Vince McMahon down here. <laughs> Sorry, continue. You like the daybreak? Yeah, that was the, the, coffee, the coffee porter more. Yeah. Coffee uh, porter. This yeah. just in. Um, Lucy likes coffee more than tea. Um, I wouldn't say that's true. Probably not. Um, no, because I, I don't, I've, I've never drank coffee. Um, really? I've had tea, yeah, really. Um, I like it in beer, though. Uh, and I especially like it in this beer, mm. um, the coffee porter um, from Beer Frontal. Uh, yeah, it was, it, it's just, I just don't think I really like the style of the um, first beer, the tea party from yeah. uh, from again uh, from Garden. people like us brewery. Yeah, yeah. Um, cream ales not my favorite style. Um, it's also I, don't, I, I recall I had it as well, and I felt like the the green tea I think is just like doesn't go well with something like a cream ale. Uh, no, so you just like no. if there were tasting notes that gave away the green tea, they were just drowned out by the cream ale. Like it just didn't taste like. For, for me, I got a lot of the jasmine, uh, which gave it this perfumey mm. kind of taste, and I didn't really like that more so than like the cream ale part of it. Um, like because green tea, like I think the Gunamata from like Yeasty Boys is a decent um, beer that's got Earl Grey in it. Um, same as the Earl Grey IPA from like Marvel and stuff like that. Those are those are beers I like. I think it was just maybe the jasmine in this. Um, I guess maybe that's not... what it is. Is like yes, yeah, mm. sure, jasmine green tea is a thing, but 
if you're just tasting the floral jasmine notes, then this is just a flowery beer, yeah. not a tea yeah. beer. Very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was okay. As I say, it's not really my style, so um, that probably detracted from it even more. Uh, mm. The coffee porter, it, it's it's better than a lot of porters that I've had in that it's it's got that um, it's got that density to it. It's got that thickness, that fullness to it, um, while still being on that lighter scale, it is six percent, not as not as viscous as a stout, um, but it still carries a lot of like deep, rich, malty flavors and coffee to it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the winner this week. Excellent. Uh, for me, uh, I really liked parts of the Black Eagle uh, Black oh. IPA, but uh, I think I'm going to give it to the Why Me, the Why Me uh, IPA, <laughs> uh, because because the I, I liked the finish of the Black Eagle from Brew York, but it it just like I said, uh, it, it just felt like too much was like bashing into itself before things became interesting and discernible, and that never really changed throughout the rest of the 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 drink. I could just finish the beer, and I'm like, yeah, it kind of just is jumbled and then settles out, and I and the uh, Waimi IPA just has a taste curve, and it was didn't feel like it was fighting itself and it was uh, something more, you know more sort of unique and interesting and they both weren't all hops they had really interesting malt stories to happen i think the black ipa was a little more on the malty end which isn't surprising uh, and i really liked what the malts were doing but again they were sort of doing their thing a little too little too late given just how sort of things crashed to begin with but but both yeah so it's the um, Wildcard Breweries, uh, Waimea IPA. Also, look at that. Look at that weird, weird ass tin. Speaking of <laughs> random art, um, awesome. Uh, Adam, if people wanted to get a hold of you and and talk to you about Rocket League, how would they go about doing that? Oh, they can find me on the Outlives Discord. Well, first and foremost, link in the description somewhere, probably. And um, on Twitter, I'm at, at Snack, which is A-P-T-S in caps, and then N-A-C-K in lowercase. That's where you can find me. And you, Lucy? Uh, GC Lucy 9, basically everywhere. Uh, and I'm at the Omniarch everywhere except Twitch when I... D- stream even less often now that I stream pretty pri- regularly for out of lives but uh, I'm the underscore Omniarch. Uh, if you miss Ben tell him you miss him because he's Nova underscore 47 on all of the things oh, uh, you can reach n- us at n- no one will do that <laughs> I, mean, I mean I know no one will do that this, this, see, I'm going to tweet him Adam because this was like setting Ben up for like the crest falling <laughs> Day after day, oh, no. no, no one noticed. No, I don't. I don't like. I, I don't I like stringing it out. I prefer just to dead. There we go. <laughs> Dream crushed. <laughs> ah, I like. I like the idea that he's like. Oh, yeah, maybe someone will do that. And then two days I, later, I he's will, like, no one did that. Out of principle, now. Sorry. I I will I will not tweet him because that'll look weird. Um, <laughs> I will uh, just message him on the Discord saying I miss you. I mean, I miss you too, Ben. That's why I. Uh, <laughs> I that's why I poke fun. Uh, 
<laughs> you can reach us at tanktipcast at gmail.com, tanktipcast on Twitter and Instagram, though. If you do pay attention to Instagram, let us know, because I think it's been a while um, since we've posted. I don't go on social media. Yeah. It's, especially when you see, like, oh, everyone's tweeting about, oh, look at this beer festival, and it's like, there are still people dying. You yeah. Know? It's like I nobody's mean, wearing a mask. Or, you know, come to our food festival. It's like, maybe not. You know? yeah, maybe you guys are doing a bad thing. And you shouldn't be bragging <laughs> yeah. about doing a bad thing. <laughs> oh, hey. 2020 sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can, uh, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, for those of us or on Twitch, click that follow. Um, and if you are interested on interacting with us on the Twitch, we are we record live every Tuesday at eight. Um, that sorry, another bug. Where are these bugs coming from? Sorry, oh, no, it's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> ben the bug. <laughs> Ben's turned into a bug. He's metamorphosed. <laughs> He's there to ask you. Metamorphosis. Hmm? Do you prefer marmalade or mustard? (laughs) (laughs) The all important question, email (laughs) us. They're one of the same, according to you. Do you think that that bugs would more easily climb walls (laughs) with feet covered in marmalade or feet covered in mustard? Marmalade, for sure. Correct. So I was just Mm. trying to fix the game's lore. I mean, <laughs> fruit stickier than eggs. Yeah. Um, boy, I. Uh, <laughs> we miss you, Ben. You could easily end things, and I almost got there and realized that I'll just, just say rambling. Is, we've been tanked up by. <laughs> That's what he'd do. Yeah, yeah. We've been tanked up. Bye. 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 Ciao. <laughs> miss you, Ben. <laughs> www.outoflives.net <laughs>